Cheers, y'all. Coronavirus Home Edition of Smokin' and Toastin'. It's show number 179. We saw Adam there momentarily at the beginning of the show. Uh, now he's... Oh, there he is. All right. <laughs> hiding behind the uh, That's Adam on the Wheels of Steel, our producer. So here's, here's what's up. Ian's at Ian's house. I'm at my house. Adam has been brave enough to go into the studio. Thankfully, he's the only one there. So we're practicing appropriate social distancing to bring you show number 179 of Smokin' and Toastin'. The world famous, by the way, Smokin' and Toastin'. The world famous. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Uh, this show's all about <laughs> craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Uh, we're brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant, 1814 Washington Ave in Houston, and in the shops at Clear Fork and Fort Worth, BB Italia on Memorial in Houston, and B.B. Lemon on Washington Ave, as well as the Annie Cafe and Bar on Post Oak Boulevard in Houston. Now, when this is over, go treat yourself to some bacon. I'm serious. It's Man, it's that bacon so is good. so good. It's unbelievable. Yeah. If you're in the Houston area or the Fort Worth area, go to B&B Butchers and do the bacon thing. So, Ian, we posted some short uh, So good. Week. Yeah. We posted some short videos last week, but the show must go on. So we're back, and we're... Uh, we're going to do it this way until such time as we don't need to do it this way. And uh, I'm down uh, with that. Nice just, to see you. I see just, you have a show beer. Just uh, uh, FYI for Chris Hart's entertainment, this is yes. uh, my show beer today. This is just what I'm drinking to clean my palate. Yeah, so we often t- we don't really talk about this much on the show, but almost every week we do the show, we have what we call a show beer, which is, well, we don't want to start drinking the, the taster beers yet. But we want to start drinking, so we, uh, you know, we grab a show beer. That's what we call it, a show beer. And often it's whatever we can find in the refrigerator at the studio. So uh, occasionally it'll be like a Modelo Especial, and Ian will be like, "Well, there's almost beer," you know. Uh, but uh, one time it was just those horrible um, uh, Dos Equis um, pale ale, <laughs> pale ale thing. That was a yeah, yeah. Because you started out going. Yeah, it's not so bad. By the end of the show, you were like, "Yeah, this is terrible." Yeah, it's terrible. So, uh, anyway, yeah, welcome to the program. So we are we are excited to be here for show number one hundred and seventy nine. We've titled it "The Show Must Go On," and Ian is firing up his cigar. So, uh, what are you smoking there, bud? By the way, I'm hearing an echo somewhere. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Is that my video over here? I don't know. Could be my uh, yeah. Could be. Somebody that's connected to the show on Facebook, maybe. Uh, I think so, it, it might have been mine. I got that. So, Ian, what are you smoking there, buddy? Man, I picked up one of these uh, Perdomo Vintage Barrel Age 12-Year Cigars. Oh. I actually picked up yes. two of these bad boys. Uh, Adam should have a picture up there. Uh, I picked up two of these bad boys in two different sizes, and I smoked one the other day, and it was so good. I thought, you know, I'll bring it on the show and talk about it. Nice. This nice. Thing, this cigar right here, I love this on the label. It has all the information. Cortez. Wrapper, sun-grown, smooth. Uh, Seco Viso Liero. <laughs> all right, tasting notes. Smooth smoke with spicy, sweet complexity. Slight hints of oak and almond with a long, warming finish. Yeah, they're leaving off a few things. They're being conservative. It's uh, quite good, quite earthy. Little bits of, um, little hits of coffee and nuttiness to it, but a lot of oakiness to it. Uh, and that's just the initial light. Yeah. If you're getting all so, of that right away, that's a pretty good deal. And this is a bigger size than I smoked the other day. The last one I smoked was a Corona. This one's a little bit bigger, so... Um, uh, I figured I'd try the different sizes and see which ones I like better. Uh, so we'll see as we, uh, I'll update us as we go along. What are you smoking today? Well, I have in my hands. And I you had that it. like quick draw. You were like, wow. Oh, yeah. I've been holding this ready to light it for a few minutes. <laughs> right, so, uh, so I sent Adam a picture of this to put up as well. But this is the uh, Rocky Patel uh, 20th anniversary. This is the Maduro Toro. So, uh, oh. I'm, uh, and see, this is one of those. The fact that it had a band around the foot 
kept me yeah. probably being tempted to light it before the show started, but I'm very excited to do so now. And I was going to mention, um, I don't know if I brought this on the show before, but I have two of the awesome gifts that I got for my birthday last year that I'll be showing off today, uh, kind of in the same way that you generally show off your wireless mic when we use that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wireless yeah. mic's awesome. I am not using it today, though. Yes, I know. Um, but uh, this is something my, my wife bought me for my birthday last year. Um, it is a, it, it's the coolest cigar punch I've ever seen in my life. You are making me so jealous pretty, with that. I know. Ian, look, look, Ian. Uh, not only is it really pretty, but it unscrews from both ends with two different sizes of punch. That's the larger size. And then this is the uh, smaller size on the other side. It is uh, JFEN, I think. J-I-F-E-N, the JFEN 3. So the smaller size punch on the other side. It's made to put on your key ring, but I won't put it on mine or use it as a key ring because I don't want it to get scratched up. I've had other punches and cutters and stuff that I've carried in my pocket. And they've always gotten scratched up, so I've just decided... You know what? This one I'm going to take really good care of. So, um, yeah, so I'm definitely jealous on. on that. That's a beautiful thing. And I know you pointed this out in your segment last week. But when you punch a cigar, it can be a good idea to wet the tip of the cigar a little bit. And then that helps you keep from cracking the leaves when you actually use the punch. And uh, I will just mention that in the time of the coronavirus, you then want to make sure you're not sharing that punch with anyone else. That's, yeah. Uh, that's your saliva there. So just pop the uh, pop the stuff out of there and uh, put this back together. And I'll light it up. And when I do that, I'll be showing you my second birthday present from last year, which I'm also incredibly proud of. And that is the Tommy Bahama table lighter. That's a beautiful Ooh. thing. Wah, 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 wah. Uh, I got to see <laughs> if I'm going to show it off. So I love this thing. I'm going to light up. Ian, why don't you describe what you're getting there? So, the spice on this cigar has picked up substantially. Now, I'm just getting past the initial light of the cigar, but the spice picks up, and it's such a nice and wonderful and woody spice. This is like, I'm trying to think of a good, a good uh, uh, analogy to this. It's like, it's like a spiced wood. Like, have you ever had a candle that's like a spiced wood kind of, yeah, smell to it that's really about. good, really warm smell. Uh, that's what this smells like to me, uh, or, and, and has flavor of right off the bat. And it's uh, such a nice and wonderful smoke to it. Um, I get a little bit of hints of coffee in the background. They didn't mention anything on the tasting notes on that, but I had a little hints of coffee on the background. I definitely get a lot of the uh, a, a lot of the wood, a lot of the nuttiness. There's a bit of nuttiness in here that follows all the way through. And a little floral going on, just in the, mm -hmm. just, just a little bit in the background. It's really nice. Well, I'm getting. Uh, it's interesting you said uh, wood and nuttiness because that's the two predominant flavors I'm getting so far. I see a little run starting there. Hopefully that'll even itself out. If we do that, if it, uh, if it doesn't, I'll show you the uh, cigar smoker's trick for trying to help those go away. Uh, but it's a. You know, at the very. At the very beginning of a cigar, a little run like that usually fixes itself real quick. Yes. A lot, and a lot of times it has to do with how I lit it versus any issues on the construction of the cigar. And like you said, it can very often uh, kind of ease itself back into a normal burn without any problems. So, so Ian, if that's your show beer, you're doing pretty good during the virus. Have you, uh, have you discovered that you're uh, enjoying more beers and spirits? Enjoying more cigars during self-isolation? I've discovered that I have to keep myself from enjoying them as often as I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you don't, it's not like you're going to have to go out and drive or, or go somewhere. So Right, right. So, I, like, I can almost just justify, hey, it's the afternoon. I can have a beer anytime. Um, I, so I've been trying to, <laughs> like, it's real easy to want to do that, to be honest with you, just because I could be lazy. But I'm trying to get a few things done around the house mow the lawn, get some stuff done in my workshop over there, walk the dog, you know, those those things like that. Do a little bit of uh, house cleaning. Might as well since I'm stuck at home. So my idea is I kind of treat I kind of treat it mostly like the work day, except for 
I've been doing a lot of mountain bike riding. Wow. A lot. So when you say I'm not driving anywhere, I've been driving to the park to go mountain bike ride. That being said, I could kind of park away from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm mountain bike, so I'm rather solitary. And every once in a while, I get to go out and go jumping and stuff like that on my mountain bike. Hopefully, Adam's put up that picture. Yeah, that's me in the air on a mountain bike, <laughs> and that's a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if that picture showed up or not, but I sent him the picture a little while ago. If not, I'm sure it'll come up uh, sometime in the near future. But anyway, so I've been doing a lot of that, and then um, and uh, and smoking cigars. I've been sitting on my patio here, and I've gone through a lot of cigars in the last few weeks because I got off. I got off on the sixth of last month, right. uh, and that was for spring break. And then by the end of spring break is when the whole coronavirus thing blew up. And, that's when they uh, sent a message saying, okay, we're going to take another week off. And then before that week was over, they're like, hey, we're not coming back till the 18th. And then right. now I think, what is, it, what is it? It's all the way to the 30th now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and that's, that's just a dubious tough. date. If we have to go yeah. back to work on the 30th, that sucks because that's my birthday. Oh, they man. should at least wait feeling, till the 31st. I don't mean to be the voice of doom here, but I have a feeling. You're not going to be going back to work on your birthday. I think it's well. Be- then, then I will be enjoying extra stuff here, isolating my birthday. Yeah. By the way, um, just to point out what Ian was saying, if you take a look at the uh, burn edge of that cigar, that's where that run was. And so, while it's not a perfect straight line, it really has evened itself out. And you're right; that does often happen uh, in the first, you know, inch or so of the cigar. So, uh, nothing that's keeping me. From enjoying the flavors of this, and it's a very nice, uh, a very nice sort of oakiness to it, uh, which I wasn't necessarily uh, expecting from a Rocky. That's it was very nice. Mm-hmm. Ian, I didn't lose you. Oh, nice. You I had. Yeah, no, I'm here. I got you stuck there. It's this poor connection, and I'm literally right to my mm-hmm. <laughs> wireless right here. So I don't know what's going on with that. Well, these are things we're just going to have to deal with as we go along. So yeah, I, I have a question. Part of the thing. Yes. What did What did you bring drink this week? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I have a couple of things that I'm very excited about. The first is that our friends at Stone, which is, I uh, saw an article recently, the ninth largest independent craft beer brewing company in the United States. Our friends awesome. at Stone, very well known for their IPAs. Uh, and they're very underrated uh, stouts that they do from time to time. But I've never seen them do this before. Let me show you this, my friend. This is, uh, I want to make sure I pronounce this right, Buenaveza from Stone. It is a salt and lime lager. Now, they did a lager? Yes, a lager, and it's, it, it, it's with salt and lime. So you don't add your own salt and lime, like a lot of people will do with a Corona or a Tecate. Uh, apparently, it's all included. It says uh, in, in 1966, uh, 1996, I'm sorry, uh, Stone Brewing was founded in San Diego County, just minutes from the border. Since then, influences from our southern neighbors have enriched and inspired us in our undying mission to brew bold, flavorful beers. And they talk about their Zicaveza. Uh, Zicaveza. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, that they released to bring uh, the flavor of Mexican hot chocolate to beers, uh-huh. uh, and is now they say with mucho gusto that they uh, follow our take on a classic lager that is similarly inspired and tasty. It is Stone El Buenaveza Salt and Lime Lager, which is Spanish, by the way, for the Buenaveza Salt and Lime Lager. Nice. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you know how that works. So I'll be uh, opening that, and I've got it in a little cooler here, so it's nice and cold. And then I'm also very, very excited about this in keeping with the South of the Border theme for my uh, uh, spirits and, and beers today. I'll be trying the Tequila Dis- El Distillador, which is Spanish for the Distillador. Uh, it is the El Distillador Black Double Barrel Añejo Tequila. And the reason it's double barrel... Is it apparently it's limited edition? It's numbered there. You can see that number on the side. Uh, and the reason it's double barrel is apparently it's aged 
and two different kinds of barrels, which allows them to uh, get a little bit different flavor. To it. So I'll be looking. Man, I to hope that. it tastes as good as the bottle looks awesome. It's a beautiful, beautiful bottle, isn't it? So, yeah. So that's what I brought. What about you? Now this is a really interesting way of doing the show because normally we like to. When we're in the studio or, or when we're out live together, uh, we like to taste we the share. And, and, and share and see what, you know, see if we have any different thoughts about uh, the flavors and stuff. But today, it'll all be different. What are you tasting in? Well, I'll tell you what I brought. Oh, I put it over here in my cooler. I found this at the store, and I know you reviewed it last week. But mm-hmm. we're going to talk about this. Well, This is the Shiner... Brewer's Pride uh, barrel-aged Bach in Balcones uh, uh, bourbon barrels. Yeah, and of course we know Balcones has won all kinds of awards for their amazing uh, whiskeys and bourbons. And, uh, oh, they're so I awesome. You, I, I think you're in for a treat because, Ian, that is boozy and wonderful. And I'll tell you. Well, that, it, one, starts it at, the, that one starts at 9%. It may be the best China I've ever had. That one starts at 9%, so I figure my next beer I have to keep a percent. So I got <laughs> Guinness Stock Ale at 10%. Okay, this so is what a, is Stock Ale? It's a blend of Imperial Stout and a barley wine, both aged in bullet bourbon barrels. And it says roasty and chocolatey with notes of sweet, dark fruit. So you've got Balcones barrel aging and um, uh, bullet barrel aging. I think you're doing all yes. right there. Oh, it gets, it gets better because then I've got to up the proof again. So now I'm just going straight to whiskey. And now we're going to talk about this. A friend of mine brought this over. I was helping him with his pedal board for his guitar, and he brought this over to try. And okay, this is so, the double black. Now, this looks familiar to me, except that I've never had... A double black. Yeah, so you got Johnny Walker red, you got Johnny Walker black, you got green, you got gold, and this double black. This is uh, says rich, intense, smoky blend containing whiskey matured in deep charred oak, old oak casks. Yeah. So I figured this is a little bit different, a uh, little bit different twist on Johnny Walker. I'm not a huge fan of the uh, red or the black by any means. The gold, but I think, is quite good. And the uh, blue, I mean, if you haven't had it, you should because it's amazing. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, but also blue. the blue is like 200 and something dollars a bottle. But this is the yeah. double black, and I think it's in the 50-ish to $60 price range. I can't remember exactly. Uh, it was a gift, so I'm not sure. But I figured I'd be uh, talking about that on today's show as well. The Johnny Walker Blue always reminds me of a boss I had when I was in Boston. He was the owner of the radio station that I worked for there. And uh, he would want to meet with me occasionally, and we would go to the Punch Cigar Bar there in Boston. He didn't smoke cigars. Oh, nice. Cigarettes, so we'd both go. And so we'd sit at the bar, and I'd have a cigar, and he'd have a, a couple cigarettes, and uh, we would talk and order drinks. And he always ordered Johnny Walker Blue. And the reason that I remember that is because at the end of the night, and this guy owned the company, a major newspaper and a chain of radio stations. At the end of the night, he would look at me and go, you know, I never carry cash. Can you pick this up? <laughs> so is that guy? Yeah. But, but of course, I expensed it. So, uh, you know, I didn't worry about it too much. But he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Rich people, by the way, never carry cash. So I've taken the meeting that myself. I never carry cash. Unfortunately, the rich part has not followed. So right, uh, that's, uh, part of that know. hasn't kicked in yet. We'll see. Yeah, a uh, few things we'll talk about on the show today, besides the beer and spirits. Uh, we'll talk about how the cigar industry, as well as the craft beer industry, is uh, reacting to the coronavirus. Uh, the TAA, the uh, Tobacco Association of America, has canceled their convention, but cigar companies are getting all these interesting and unique releases ready that'll go to TAA member stores that usually are released at the convention, but they'll go ahead and ship them to the stores anyway. Um, in the legal world, cigar industry is asking for extensions to all the deadlines to this legislation that's coming up because of coronavirus. And um, there's an interesting thing going on here 
in Houston. There's a new company, Ian, called Hopdrop. And what Hopdrop will do is they will go to the breweries, hook up the craft beer, and deliver it right to your door. So I haven't heard of this. Yes. Yeah, yeah that sounds... Out about. So we'll tell you about that and how craft beer is dealing with the coronavirus all over, um, all over the place. Uh, plus, our friends at Iron Root, uh, and they talked about this when we had them on the show a while back. Well, the Iron Root Harbinger, the article is out. It has been named the world's best bourbon. So we've got to tip our hat to those guys. That's all. so good. Those that. They were so fun here, too. I would say Harbinger, but it's Harbinger. Is how you Harbinger. That, right? I think that's right. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, there's a lot going on. And, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a more laid back version of the show, I think, because we're both just kind of sitting and enjoying the cigars. How's yours coming along? Man, mine is actually uh, mellowed out even. The spice that was in it has turned into a nice, really mellow, uh, really mellow traditional cigar kind of flavor with a lot of oak finish, which oddly enough goes really well with the Ghost in the Machine. They actually, that's an IPA and cigar blend that kind of work well together. And it's tough because a lot of IPAs fight with the cigar flavors, but since this is so, this is so woody and nutty or... The flavors in this are just not combating it at all. Have we talked but this about is this? Such a well-balanced, this is such a well-balanced uh, IPA anyway that, you know, well, you're absolutely you kind right. of expect of the, it. One of the things I love about Ghost the Machine is that it does have a chance with some cigars, whereas some of my favorite, you know, uh, extremely hoppy IPAs, you just can't deal with the cigar. They'll just destroy it. Uh, but Ghost in the Machine finishes... With so much citrus that it really kind of keeps that hop bitterness in check. It's there on, you know, the beginning, but it finishes so citrusy that you can then go back to your cigar. And depending on the stick, it can actually work. So, well, I think I lucked out on the stick and the uh, and the Ghost of the Machine uh, pairing just because I expect Ghost of the Machine to not interfere too much, but I don't necessarily expect it to go really well with the cigar. But it goes well with this. It really. Well, like the the citrus flavors and that come out a lot more and then with the cigar it really enhances the oak uh flavors that you get well i'll tell you what since you brought a couple of beers why don't you start with your uh first uh beer to uh to taste and talk about uh and that would be the balcones right the uh china finished in the balcones guys correct oh nice yes well if you uh if you insist yeah I, I, now, I, I forgot to grab I forgot to grab a glass, so we're going to do this in a snifter. All right, that'll work. It's almost that kind of a beer <laughs> anyway. You know what I mean? I know. It uh, looks great, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really does. It really does. I'm so looks excited great. for you to taste this, Ian, because last uh, week when I was tasting that on uh, the little uh, oh, mini segment that I posted. It smells you know, I, I like Shinerbach anyway. A lot of people diss on Shinerbach, and I think Shinerbach is a beer. I don't see I anything wrong with it. Um, I don't know if that weed eater is coming through really loud, but it's driving me nuts over here. I, I really can't hear it, so hopefully it's... Uh, hopefully oh, it's good, okay. good. Okay, yeah, my neighbor's over here weed eating right now. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> look at the color on this. It's beautiful, yeah. too. It's very carbonated, I guess, pretty much just like the standard Shiner Bach. It's a little bit lighter in color than I think the standard Shiner Bach. Well, what's interesting, and, Ian, about this beer is that uh, even though it is uh, obviously very boozy and has a higher ABV, this is Shiner Bach. It's not a style right. order or a... Look uh, at how it laces bit. up that glass, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's pretty uh, nice. We're gonna try. It go smells. It. it smells like uh, a traditional beer, but it also has a little bit of like apricot and a little bit of, uh, wood notes and a little bit of there's something else in there, almost a raisin uh -huh. kind of grapeness to it, which you would not expect in the pot. And it tastes like everything I just described. Oh, with an aftertaste of wood, like oak plank, charred oak plank. See, I got a lot of booziness when I tried it. It, it, I, it was 
Oh, it's no doubt. There's a bit of booze in here. You can taste. This is 9%, and it is definitely, uh, you can taste that in the realm of 9%. I'm amazed at how fruity the aftertaste is on this. What do they say on the bottle? It says, brewed in collaboration with Balcones Distilling in Waco, Texas, this barrel-aged Bach uses a medley (laughs) of roasted specialty malts for a rich, nutty flavor. Uh, Aged in Balcones single malt barrels imparts uh, robust notes of oak, brown sugar, vanilla for a long, complex finish. Um, yeah, I go with that, but I also get a lot of fruitiness in this that uh, mm-hmm. is really, really like it the almost, dark fruit. Like that. It almost reminded me of a barley wine, just that whole dried fruit. Um, yeah, it, it does have, because it has the apricot and the raisin kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. The same, same color as a lot of barley wines as well. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed. Oh, I'm for it. And it comes in a six-pack for $10? Come on. Yeah, you gotta love that. And that's, a, that's a lot of drinking at 9%, by the way. <laughs> You're so right. Oh, yeah, a lot of times the, uh, the, the beers that are a little bit higher in ABV will come in a four-pack instead, encouraging... Yeah, yeah I don't know what the I don't know what the breakover point is, um, because usually when it's at nine or ten percent, they go down to a four pack, and that's okay. I would have been perfectly happy with this in a four pack if it tastes like this. This is awesome. Yes, absolutely. Well, I will just say the Shiner Brewers Pride series, they've been very experimental with it. Some of them I've liked better than others. This is by far my favorite of those, and may may have been my favorite China that I've had. It's just I thought it was exceptional. Yeah, this goes straight up to the list of favorite signers of all time. That's amazing. Great, all great right. job on that. You enjoyed that so much that I'm going to now do my wissy 4.7% uh, uh, stone. It's hard to think of anything stone does as wissy, really, uh, especially when you see the, uh, you know, the... Uh, but it's stone, so even if it's a lager, it's there's got to be something brutal yeah. about it. Yeah. So I'm going to see if I can catch this here. Oh. Did you get any of that? Yeah. yeah, good job. Using my smoking and toasting uh, uh, bottle opener, by the way. That and is a beautiful I'll be, thing. I'll be pouring this into a Houston Texans glass in celebration of the fact that since the Houston Texans traded away their best player, they're not going to win any games uh, this season. So um, just a little sports that aside. That seems like a little bit of a backhanded <laughs> compliment there. Uh, it, it's, it's awfully backhanded, yes, absolutely. All right, so you can see the color <laughs> on that, baby. That looks like, you know, just appearance-wise, that looks like it could be a Budweiser or a, uh, uh, a Miller Lite. But I'm having a feeling it's not going to taste like either one of those. Uh, God, I love Stone. I hope they, I hope they come through for me on this because I have not tasted this before. So I am super, super curious because I love Stone. I it's, love them as a brewery. I love the their philosophy. On the nose, it's just a kind of a standard lager. I could be smelling a Miller Lite, just as far as just the nose is concerned. Really? So not a lot of yeah. not a lot of uh, aromatic. Yeah, not to it. Up, yeah, not picking up a lot of that. But let's see what happens when we taste. It looks really light too. It doesn't even look like it's terribly uh, carbonated. Oh, dude, this is so not a Miller Lite. <laughs> There's so much <laughs> going on here. Uh, okay. I'm getting a little bit of malt, but neither malt nor hops are the overwhelming flavor. Instead, it's almost like a, there's a fruitiness to it, uh, almost which totally surprises me. There's just a little tiny bit of fruit sweetness, particularly on the finish, that could almost be like passion fruit or guava. I was not expecting that in a lager. An ale, maybe, but in a lager. Not expecting that at all. Now, clearly what I'm getting that I'm thinking is passion fruit of guava is the lime. And it, it, it's the, the way the saltiness is working with it. And by the way, this tastes nothing like a Corona or a Tecate or like a Mexican lager that you would be used to, a more mainstream Mexican lager. This is very... No, I, very guess, I guess that when you said you could taste malt right off the beginning. Hey, we got a question. Wow, this is good. This is very good. 
We got a question from Brian asking if B&B is doing takeout right now. I believe they are, but let me confirm that. I'll uh, jump onto the interwebs and uh, find that out while uh, you may be talking Ooh, about your cigar. I wonder if you can take out from their uh, from their butcher shop. I have been craving um, <laughs> a big badass steak on my grill. Um, all right, let's see what we have. Let's go to their website. All right. Um, does not say on the website. We'll check that out and find out. Uh, Houston. <clears throat> uh, it still says butcher shop. Well, I tell you what, I've been craving a big old steak, so. Yeah, it appears the butcher shop is still open. Uh, looking at the. Uh, Looking at it online, but I will uh, I will try to find out and and we'll pass that along. Speaking of things that we want to pass along, and maybe you can get your next uh, beer ready, Ian. While I uh, share this, oh, a couple of things I haven't even told you this. Uh, we have been officially invited. Smoking and Toasting has been officiated to join the Revolver Podcast Network. Uh, that's something that'll be coming about in the next um, I don't know, maybe. Uh, couple of weeks here. I don't know whether the virus will slow that down. I was thinking that it uh, it would slow it down, but apparently, I hear the weed eater now, by the way. Um, uh, apparently, uh, uh, things are moving forward on that front, so very excited. They have uh, checked out the show and they like it, and they want to uh, have us join them, so I think, it's, I think it's good things for the show. Awesome. Revolver Broadcast Network. That's yeah, good. Revolver, I have a Revolver. Uh, podcast, podcast Network. Yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, Ian, we talked about this briefly before the show, um, and we've got to work out the details. So we won't be able to do it this coming Saturday. But the plan would be that a week from this Saturday, and I usually have a calendar right in front of me. I don't Here, I'll pull it up. Quick, I'll pull it up. Give me just a second. Uh, a week from this Saturday, which would be the 11th of April. So we'll still be under our quarantines and such. Uh, we want to do a smoking and toasting. Uh, on Zoom. And so what we'll do is on next week's show, we'll give everybody all the information that they need to join us on a Zoom chat. Uh, and it might wind up just being you and me and Adam. And if so, that's fine. We'll, we'll enjoy just hanging out. But it'll be from 1 to 2 on Saturday, April 11th. And we will just get on Zoom and enjoy cigars together, talk about what we're smoking, and whatever else happens to come up. I think it's important to still have community during this time. And so, you know, if I can't hang out with you, oh. I can hang out with you virtually. I agree. You know, hanging out on the Skype thing is kind of a fun thing anyway. I notice you've got those uh, AirPods in your ear. Uh, using I, I, have, uh, I have the Jabra version of that, and I like them a lot. So I end up, uh, even, with, even with friends, if I'm buzzing around doing stuff, I end up chatting a lot. Even while I'm doing stuff and hanging out with people on a phone now, just because, you know, I mean, you may not be able to see them in person, but sit there and chat and do all kinds of stuff. You know, one of the things that's very lucky for us is that in the time when we do have to go into this self-imposed exile, um, we have the technology to not only do things like this, but to actually stay in touch with people, you know? Everybody's always got their cell phone with them. And, Things like Zoom chats. I mean, we did a Zoom chat with our family last week. It was great, you know, to see it. Every you know, uh, we hadn't seen most of them during, when the, I was uh, a, during the virus. When I was a kid, I used to watch reruns of a TV show called Get Smart. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yes. Uh, I'm a little disappointed because a lot of things that they had for the future on there mm -hmm. have kind of come true. Like a lot of his spy gadgets have kind of come true, like being able to send messages on your watch. Mm -hmm. What I haven't, what I haven't seen, and it's upset me a little bit, is there's no shoe phone. Yes, the shoe phone was such an awesome idea. Like, there's no shoe phone. I don't understand that. And why don't our messages self-destruct? <laughs> other than, <laughs> I agree. I agree totally. And you know, being a, a bit of a Star Trek geek, you know, we've seen so many. Star wait, Trek things. wait, you're a Star Trek geek? Yeah, I know. You didn't know, right? Um, but we've seen so many things from. Wanted to make sure that got in there. We've seen so many things from Star Trek come around. 
but the one I'm the most disappointed that hasn't is the replicator because I really want to go to like because that's how where they go and like order dinner and stuff and the replicator just makes it right there whatever they order and I really want to go to the replicator and go um, you know uh, Balvini 31 neat yeah and have it just zing, you know I want to be able to do that I want to be able to go uh, ghost in the machine IPA cold zing. yeah you know uh, that that whole thing has come up on uh, also on the hitchhiker's guide yeah, the computer would would do that. Yes, and also uh, the Jetsons, if you remember, mm-hmm. had the same thing where they would just type into the wall and it would come down and bam, and Rosie would bring them all dinner. That's I remember right. that the robot loved, was Rosie. How about that? I loved Rosie. She was the best. <laughs> you know what? So I just opened this. By uh, the way. This, um, Go ahead, I'm listening. Oh, wasn't me. Uh, but I, I will, that looks a bit different than the last thing you had realized. Yes, yes. So this is definitely darker, and it smells oddly similar. Um, it, it smells roastier. It smells maltier. It says the same kind of raisin and fruity. Uh, backbone in there it smells mm-hmm. delicious like i love barley wines you know this this yes. smells like an amazing barley wine although it's about seven shades darker than most barley wines so you can tell that this is definitely like the stout yeah you can tell it's the imperial stout mixed with the barley wine the barley wine cuts through big time just on the nose Immediately, Guinness, regular Guinness, which is wonderful, but actually has a very much thinner mouthfeel than what most people are expecting when they try it for the first time. What's the mouthfeel like on this? The mouthfeel on this is a little closer to what you'd expect from a barley wine. It's got a little fuller mouthfeel overall. Um, It's got little bubbles, but it's carbonated nitro. Not, not, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's really, really good. It's Mm -hmm. so, again, the woodiness and the oakiness of it, and then the fruit background on this. I mean, if you've ever had a good triple, like a quad, something over the top kind of, uh, uh, Belgian style fruitiness, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that you can sometimes get in some of the barley wines, but then you back that up with a little of the stout, imperial stout bitter and, and boldness in the coffee flavors. And you put those two things together. This is a brilliant beer. I paid for, I think it was a four pack. It might've been a six pack. I can't remember. I'd have to look and see how many I have left in there. I think it was $18. Not bad. It was pricey, but I would buy this. I've only had one sip of this so far. I would buy it all day. Um, sometimes in the nitro uh, stuff really over carbonates things, in my opinion. I've had a few of the uh, nitro sours and a few other things, and I've just felt like I didn't want as much carbonation as that kicked into it. What do you think about the carbonation level on this beer? Well, this is... This is CO2, not nitro. This is definitely okay. Um, this is definitely your standard carbonation, and it's not a real heavy carbonation. Even though it laces up the glass pretty good, it's not a real mm. heavy carbonation. It's it's about a medium carbonation. Okay, um, that sounds good. Which is more than you generally get in either a barley wine and in a lot of stouts too. Like a lot of stouts don't have this much carbonation, but it kind of works in this. It it brings the fruitiness flavors right up through the whole nose and into the sinuses in a beautiful kind of way. Um, the nitro, you're talking about the nitro. Uh, nitro adds a creaminess to a lot of beers that mm-hmm. is Certainly really does. good sometimes. Like like yes. left-hand nitro stout versus yes. left-hand uh, standard. And they're mm-hmm. both great beers, but the nitro stout to me is just such a delicious and wonderful thing. 
Uh, Guinness, one of the reasons Guinness has that texture is because of the nitro versus the CO2. The silkiness, yeah. Yeah, so it gives you that silky creaminess that you don't get, which is also why if you chug a Guinness, it's a lot easier to chug than CO2-based carbonation. Right. I've had the left-hand flamingo, uh, uh, which I love the flavor, yeah. but the nitro was too much for me. Like I, I felt like it kept me from enjoying... The, it was just too carbonated. It felt, it felt like it kept me from doesn't work in everything. It doesn't yeah. work in everything, but I applaud companies that do it because it's worth a try. And I um, think that's cool. Uh, Ian, you will probably be interested, but not surprised, to discover that according to Nielsen Research, in the week ending March 21st of this year, sales of alcoholic beverages spiked by 55%. Oh, I'm not surprised. What the hell else are you going to do? Yeah, we are drinking during the coronavirus. Hard liquors you know, included tequila and gin, as well as cocktails are among the favorites among consumers. Spirit sales increased by 75% compared to the same dates in 2019. Beer is the next most popular and purchases were up by 66% and then wine at 42. Good for I mean, beer. That's, yeah. I feel and, like when this is over, like, Oh, I know our friends at uh, our friends at the local bars uh, are just dying right now. Like no one has income. The whole bar industry is hurting so bad right now. Um, some of the bars are getting desperate. They're like, "Well, we'll sell you beer to go. We'll sell you like." I mean, if you're out there and you live close to a bar that you like, I know it's a little pricier to go buy a few beers from them <laughs> to go. But man. Try and, I mean, try and support your locals if you absolutely, uh, if you absolutely have the ability to do it, man. Please try and support them. <clears throat> if you're in the greater Houston area, by the way, go to the Houston Bourbon Society's webpage or their Facebook page because they're doing a pretty unique sort of challenge to try to help support uh, local uh, bars and uh, bar and restaurant employees, uh, and it involves uh, people. If I'm getting this right, and I may not be, so go and go and fact check me on this. But if I'm getting it right, it involves different members of the Houston Bourbon Society being willing to have their hair cut by a blind barber. That's uh, pretty amazing. It, based on the pledges of money and stuff for support for um, um, uh, for the uh, you know employees that are that are having to go without. Right so yeah, I agree, man. It's it's a tough time. And uh, we we got to stick together with the people uh, that can help. And I, Ian, couldn't be more right. And by the way, if you're if you are allowed to travel to the grocery store and your local craft beer um, a brewery is open for take for you know uh, buy and go, please go support them. Don't just go to the store and buy the national brands. Go and buy your local stuff because these guys have got to keep it together until it's okay for people to come and hang out at the breweries again. It's a really important thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty huge, man. And unfortunately, you can't go there and just sit there and enjoy the and enjoy it. But you can go by and say hi and go, hey, man, just I support it. I guarantee these people are going to remember. They're going to go, man, this, this community stood up for me. Oh, what is that? What What is this happening is, here? <laughs> this is some... What has floated to the surface? <laughs> Distilleria Santa Lucia uh, has made the tequila El Distillador, which I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but that's Spanish for the Distillador. Uh, this is their El Distillador Black. It is uh, a double barrel on Yeho tequila, and it is about to be opened and sampled right here on the show did you hear that awesome awesome oh, okay. i did and while Let's you're pouring that i want to give a good shout out man we've got a bunch of people watching the show that that don't always get a chance to watch because they're home so i want to say hi to pam i want to say hi to uh uh elizabeth i want to say hi to manny at el cubano is, is watching manny, us what's right up, now brother? We love you. um 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, we got my brother uh, Brian shared it out. Man, if you get a chance, share this out to people. Uh, Brian um, Doltrin has always been one of our biggest fans. Watches whenever he can. That's awesome. Steve it's Richardson's watching. Yeah. Oh, my buddy Steve. I grew up. With yeah, Steve. absolutely. We got we got tons of great people watching the show right now. I'm so excited about it. Um, that is awesome. And by the way, for those of you watching that don't usually get to watch, let me just point out that. The show is usually way better than this. Okay, maybe. Yeah, but you know, it was worth it. it was worth well, it. Well, we're dealing yeah. we're dealing with a Skype show, so we can get <laughs> as as good as we can get, man. If you bear with us, we're trying to make it happen. So yeah, yeah, awesome. It's, it's, it's always like I tell my wife when she's not at home, I'll be on the phone with her. I'll be like, "Oh man, I look so good right now. If you could only see me, you know, just because I can get away <laughs> with saying that." Yeah. Uh, all right, Ian, I have poured the tequila into a little... Uh, oh, man. Oh, the nose on this is just fantastic. Not getting tons of agave, although there's just enough for me to know that it's a tequila that I'm, uh, that I'm sniffing here. It is... Wow. It, I have the feeling this is going to be incredibly smooth, just based on what I'm getting on the nose. The nose. There is... Yeah, maybe a little bit of heat. Let's let's see what happens. Mm, tell me about it. Wow, this is buttery and so smooth, with almost an absence of heat. My sort of gold standard for that is the Skelly, because the Skelly Añejo, you can just yeah. drink it and 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 not really get much of any. There's a Tiny, tiny tequila hug that happens towards the end. It uh, kind of comes back very late. But, Ian, this is so smooth and buttery. And now I'm getting the oh, I'm getting the maple and a kind of an oakiness to it, which you don't normally get in a tequila. Because you no, not at all. It's not, not aged in an oak barrel. It's generally in, uh, in a metal barrel. So, uh, hmm. It doesn't have the full richness of like um, the, an extra añejo, like the um, um, the uh, Reserva de la Familia. But boy, at about forty forty four dollars, I think uh, a bottle. This is very very well worth it. I want to I want to show the bottle again because these guys actually make a lot of different tequilas. Um, but this is the remember the black bottle if you want to look for this one. Because Man, that bottle is so cool comes, looking. Yeah, the, most of their bottles are shaped like this, but this is the only one that comes in a black bottle. And when I bought it, it was in a black bottle in a cardboard kind of a square cardboard box. So um, this is fantastic. Wow, I really wish you could taste this. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pour myself a glass of this, and we're going to try this. This All is right. the this is the Johnny Walker Double Black Blended Scotch Whiskey, rich, intense, smoky blend containing whiskey matured in deep charred, charred oak casks. And we both so, went with something black this time, so that's interesting. We're going to try it. I will tell you... Ian, I think I may have lost you for a moment. Are you still there? Or maybe you lost me. I don't know. Can you hear me? Adam will have to break in if we're having that transmission problems here. And hopefully on the feed, we're not both talking over uh, each other at the same time. As Ian is pouring his... Oh, there you are. Poor connection. We're going to... Can you see me again? You're back, Ian. So this has a super, super rich color to it. If you look at what's going on here, it's also yep. sticking to the glass. It's very oily right off the bat. Like, like Johnny Walker doesn't usually do that. You mentioned being not necessarily a Johnny Walker fan. Uh, you know, they're black and they're red. I just don't think are very good. I'm not, maybe I'm not a big fan of some of the blended scotch. I say that, but then again, like, Monkey Shoulder is amazing. Yes, it is. Especially at its price point. So I can't really even say that, you know. Uh, 
maybe it just depends on what's blended with it and stuff like that. But I'm going to try the Johnny Walker Black, and we're going to see what happens here. It does have a smokiness that you would not expect from a Johnny Walker right off the nose. But there's also a little fruit. There's a little... It's got a really light, delicate kind of scent with a little smokiness backing it up. Uh, I kind of expected it actually to have a little more boisterous kind of uh, nose to it. This is... Perfect for a smoky baby. Like this. Uh, so by itself, like just just a taste on this. Right off the taste. It's very smooth. It's smoother than either the red or the black, which is what most people are familiar with. Which, by the way, the red, I think, is just about undrinkable. So I let's not even <laughs> count that. This is much, much smoother. It's got a smokiness to it that I really enjoy. It's a very sweet, sweet scotch, though. It's, it's almost a little too sweet. Um, it's alarmingly sweet for scotch. Uh, and very little heat whatsoever. Like, the whole back of this is, like, I'm just now, like, as long ago as I took that sip, I'm just now starting to get a little bit of a whiskey hug from it. Oh, wow. I'm going to chalk this up to this is this is worth trying. If you're not sure if you want something super smoky, if you want something with just a little bit of interest, this is not a bad choice. Mm-hmm. I will tell you what, though. I bet this, uh, if you've never had a smoky martini, and I'm not talking to you, Cruz, because I'm sure you've probably tried one by this point. But talking to the audience there, if you've never had a smoky martini, what that is is... You get a good high-end, uh, uh, this is uh, weirdly enough, so I, this is a martini that I would tell you to make with vodka, which is very strange to me, because usually martinis don't have vodka in them. But this hey, one, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but this one, if you make a really good high-end, like a Grey Goose or Ciroc or something in that neighborhood uh, martini... And you can make it however you want. If you want a little dirty, you can or whatever. But I bet if you toss just a tiny, just skim the of it with this, you would have a yeah. smoky martini to be reckoned with right there. How I bet that of, would make how much it of that amazing. Would, how much of that would you put into your smoky martini? A splash is all you need generally. And, uh, and if a splash isn't enough, you go two splashes. Anything more than that, and you've got a cocktail. And do you do the splash before you shake it or after? No, after you put it on top. Okay. Put it on top. So, I mean, you could, I guess you could put it in the glass. I've never done it that way. You could put it in the glass and then pour your uh, martini in. That would do a nice blend on it. Yeah. Yours That's has such delicious. a nice pale straw kind of color, by the way. Oh, it, it really is nice. And I wanted to mention that it is pairing up with the Rocky Patel 20th anniversary Maduro, just wonderfully. I, I have noticed a little bit of a late run there, uh, but again, nothing that's got me alarmed, and that'll be easy to, to reckon with if I need to. But uh, still smoking beautifully as far as flavor, and working very, very nicely with the eldest Tudor Black. This Perdomo is burning just about like a laser across there. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. How's that matching up with the uh, double black? So this matches with everything that I've uh, brought out here. It's best pairing is with the stock ale because the bitterness in the stock ale really works with the uh, bitter oak that you get, you know, the the stringency Mm -hmm. in the oak. Mm -hmm. Um, However, this cigar, and it could be also, now keep keep this caveat in mind, it could also be because I am drinking... um, 9%, 10%, and then 40%. It could be my taste buds, but this seems to have mellowed as I smoke it. Like the spice profile has mellowed into this really nice, uh, oaky, uh, earthy 
nuttiness with a touch of sweet to the backbone on it and a hint of coffee to it as well. But I think that the coffee in the stock ale, the coffee flavors, not the coffee that they put in, but the coffee flavors that you get from the Imperial Stout and the stock ale and the fruity flavors mm-hmm. really, really make this cigar shine. They like Those two go so well together. Just wanted to show you, by the way, I just pulled the band off of my record. Club, I just want to show you what a beautiful uh, band that is on that cigar. Yeah, they uh, do a nice job. Really did, really did it nicely there uh, at Rocket Patel. Um, loving this, and it's working really, really well. Wanted to mention, Ian, I don't know if you're a fan of, uh, I know you're not as big of a, uh, a football fan as I am, but if you're a fan at all of the New Orleans Saints, it should be real interesting to watch their draft this year. Because the draft is coming up, and a lot of teams, especially in cities that are really hard hit by the coronavirus, are having to do their draft somewhere other than their own team facility. Because in many states, or, or certain cities, New Orleans being one of them, those are deemed non-essential and they're closed. You're not allowed to go to them. So the New Orleans Saints this year have announced that they'll be holding their draft at another business that their owner owns that is still open. The New Orleans Saints will be doing their draft at the Dixie Brewery in New Orleans. So <laughs> it'll be awesome. It'll be very interesting to see if the proximity to beer makes them draft better or worse. So <laughs> we should go back to the 2020 draft class of the New Orleans Saints to see how that all works out. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Ian, we're nearing an hour, and I think that's a perfect place to kind of cap uh, this show, number 179. Hey, halfway to 200. Um, we are um, really glad to be back together, kind of doing this all together um, as best as we can on next week's show. And we will be here next uh, Thursday at 1 p.m. Central. We'll have the full details for you on our planned April 11th smoking and toasting virtual cigar fest on zoom and we want to invite everybody to come and smoke with us that day and like i said even if it's just you me and adam maybe we can talk you know alan denny that guy that nobody cares about maybe he'll join us as well uh and it won't be a show it's just us getting together and smoking and chatting with each other about what we're smoking which is kind of what we're doing here but this way we can invite everybody in we can invite more and more people uh brian i expect to see you on there by the way you can do this on your phone Mm-hmm. Uh, That'll be a lot. Yeah, you can and it, on your phone. You'll need the Zoom app, and we'll give you all the details on next week's show of where to go and how to join the chat. So, and another shout out to everybody who joined in to check it out. My cousin John, Zachary, I see you on there. Tony Vila, I hadn't seen you in a while. Uh, yeah. Frankie Flowers, I see you out there after hours. Uh, Marianne mm-hmm. Adams. We know her. Yay, Mary. <laughs> Bunch of people on here that, that don't generally get a chance to show up. Howard Sandler's on there. So, Howard, uh, anyway, up, thank you guys for supporting. We're going to do this. Hey, you know, we're going to be here. If you're off work, schedule your days so that, uh, so that you're watching us. We'll have fun. Smoke a cigar yeah, with we, us. We'll do our best to have a good time. And coming up on next week's show, um, Forbes Magazine has released an article uh, citing... Um, the what what it's what they are calling um, five exceptional blends in an article where they talk about how outside of Cuba they're saying cigar makers have mastered their craft and they're talking about some just exceptional cigar blends that are coming out now and so we'll run those five down with you. Uh, maybe even smoke one of them if I have any of them in my uh, humidor. And you've got a bird there that's joining the show in. <laughs> so invite him on in. Give him some of that uh, double black, and we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and, of course, we'll have uh, more beers and uh, spirits to taste next week. Uh, because, you know, we, we do that as a public service. You know? We do the tasting so we can do the tasting. Well, just so you know, if it's bad, you don't have to taste it. But if it's good, then you'll have our word for it, at least. Yeah, and you have our word about everything we've tasted today, because it's all been exceptional. Ian, it's so good to see you, my friend. Uh, good to see thanks, you, my friend. Special thanks to uh, Adam and the studio on the Wheels of Steel, uh, who we would not have been able to make this happen without him uh, putting it all together and being in the studio. 
Uh, be safe, everybody. Practice the appropriate social distancing. Let's get around this thing so we can all meet at a bar and have a drink together. Um, I, I'm wearing a condom. Does that help? Uh, I believe it does, and I'm not sure how. So we'll maybe explore that and talk about it for, uh, for uh, next week. <laughs> I, got, I got a chuckle from Adam. I could hear him in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was thinking of doing the same thing, but I couldn't find one large enough. So uh, I'll just have to say <laughs> have a uh, wonderful week, my friends. Um, we will hope to see you back here uh, next Thursday. And until then, stay safe. Enjoy something tasty. Cheers. Cheers. Clank. <laughs>